Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek. I'm we. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. Chapter 10. Tia. Night had fallen, and it was time to unwind. I took a quick shower and retired to my bedroom with a glass of Riesling. I asked my granny to keep the kids until the next day, and Major hadn't been back since earlier after all the furniture was moved in and he had to return the moving truck. So, I was enjoying the peace and quiet, along with the new smell of a new place. I was exhausted, but feeling good. My circumstance had greatly improved, lifting a ton of weight off my shoulders. Before I focused in on my phone, I found something on TV just to fill the room with sound. I had unread text messages from our two girls groups, but I didn't intend it at first. Instead, I went to the cookie thread. I felt so paranoid about my dilemma. Shit, I was not trying to be in close contact with bricks like that, but now the nigga was my landlord. He thought he was slick, but I knew this was a part of his master plan. Get me in a position where communication with him on a regular basis was inevitable. He was going to force me to have to deal with this. I had two different numbers for Bricks slash Broderick. He gave me his work cell number so I could communicate with him as his tenant and with him being Major's daddy. He should be saved to my phone anyway, but I couldn't risk Major seeing anything suspicious, so I continued texting him as Cookie about our situation. Cookie, you know we need to talk again, right? Me. No, we don't. Cookie, you can't ignore this shit. Stop being so stubborn, love. Cookie, let me take you out. Me, why do you want to take me out? So we could be seen by somebody? Cookie, why are you asking stupid questions? Me, you know this is fucked up, right? After taking a screenshot, I quickly went back to my second girl group text messaging. I didn't bother reading any of the missed messages. I just typed out my message and attached a screenshot. In one text group, there was all five of us. Me, Shiva, Shante, Cookie, and Tiffany. In the other, it was just me, Shiva, and Shante. We ran to the three-person group chat when we wanted to sidebar and talk about Tiffany and Cookie. And even though Tiffany and Shante were sisters, Shante didn't base her loyalty on DNA. She could barely stand Tiffany half the time. Again, only Shante and Shiva were going to be privy to my dealings with this man for now. I didn't need Tiffany's judgmental ass being judgy. Judgmental ass. Don't be judgy. Judgmental ass. Judgy, judgmental. Judge Judy, judgmental ass. Shoot. Shiva dropped the eyes in the chat. Shante, do it. Me, I don't need those kind of problems. Shante, yeah, you do. Me, no, I don't. 
Shiva, maybe she should leave that alone. Shante, why? He ain't married. Me, doesn't matter. I don't need to complicate things more. Shante, what things? Shiva, major things. Eye roll emoji. Shante, again, what things? Shiva, laughing emoji. Shante, laughing emojis. Me, what should I do then? Shante, say yes. You know you want to go out on a date. Me, but I don't. Shiva, you lie. Susir! Me, y'all do know this man was just as toxic as Major, right? Shante, in what way? Shiva, excuses, but I'm not saying you should. I really think it's not a good idea, but I don't think anyone can be as toxic as Major. Shante, go ahead and make Major your stepson, girl. Hashtag goals. Me, SMH, facepalm emoji. Shiva, when was the last time y'all were together? Me, we hooked up a couple years ago, but that was still before we knew he was Major's daddy. Shiva, this shit's crazy though. Shante, it is. It took everything I had not to say anything. Me, IKR, that means I know, right? Shante, what are you going to do? Me, IDK, that means I don't know. Shante, he really want that old thing back. I could tell. Did you give him some when you met with him last week? Shiva, damn Shante. Shante, laughing emojis. She need to put that vagina cat emoji on him. Me, facepalm emoji. I switched out of their thread and went to Brix's thread because as Major's father, I felt I owed him insurmountable gratitude for coming through for us the way he did. I couldn't have asked for a better blessing. This townhouse was everything. It was beyond my expectations. The way Shanta and Shiva were impressed would have made me feel as though I had hit the jackpot. Plus, I was paying the low low in rent for it. My rent here was the same as I was paying for that raggedy second floor two bedroom one bathroom apartment. Hell, and it hadn't even been worth that amount. Now, I was in a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bathroom townhome. Taj could finally have his own space, and I could have fun decorating range room with all the pretty little girl decor. I was excited that I had my own full bathroom in my room and an actual walk-in closet, but I think I was more excited that I had a pantry and a deeper designated room for the washer and dryer. The kitchen was spacious and an actual eat-in. I loved that there was no carpet anywhere, which was good for Taj and his asthma. If I had to be honest, I hated my old apartment. The management had attitudes and the maintenance sucked. They never really fixed anything. They only slapped a band-aid on it and it was cool as long as it functioned. The children around there ran rampant and no rules were ever enforced, but God forbid you decide to pay your rent late. Rules were rules. I thought it would be harmless to skip a month's rent and just pay them double the following month. It was something I had done in the past at other places I lived. I thought it was fine as long as I communicated everything with management. Wrong. Because the process had started, and after appearing in court, I had to give them the past month plus the current, along with almost $500 in fees. Well, I didn't have all of that, which is why I've been relying on Major to help me out. And you see how that worked out for me. With the extra funds I had left over giving Major the prorated rent to pay, I managed to get a few new things to make my new place nice and cozy. There were things that still needed to be organized and put away. I had the kitchen mostly done, and I loved the way it was looking so far. I had taken a gamble with converting my kitchen's color theme to natural whites and matte black, along with neutral wood finishes. It complemented the black countertops and pine-colored cabinetry perfectly. I even organized the pantry with the few groceries I carried over from the apartment. I contemplated taking a picture because I knew it wouldn't stay that neat for too long. I can't thank you enough for the townhouse. Several folded hand emojis. The kids will love it. Thank you so much. Smiling face with hearts emoji.
Bricks. I'm glad I was able to help you out after all. See how shit work out like that? Just don't be a stranger. Winking face emoji. Meet a cookie. On this other matter, I really need to give this all some thought. Cookie. What's to think about? I'm not accepting you rejecting me again. Me. Are you serious? Cookie. Dead ass. Cookie. I want to see you tomorrow. Me. I'll think about it. Who are you in there texting? Shit. Major's voice startled the hell out of me. Boy, don't do that. Laughing, he walked fully into the bedroom and plopped down on the bed at my feet. Your ass must have been up to no good. You were here talking to your little boyfriend, ain't you? I'm talking to Shantae and them, I mumbled. I quickly swiped to delete my thread with Shantae and Shiva and the one with Cookie, then switched to the other group chat just in case he wanted to grab my phone and see for himself. I didn't even hear you come in. Hell, I didn't even hear your car. Why are you trying to sneak up on me? Tried to catch your ass being up to no good. Is that right? He tugged at my feet playfully. Yeah, that's right. Where you been? I asked. Shit. Handling business, checked on mama, and I went out to my daddy's house. Sat there chopping it up with him and Soup. Is he gonna let you work for him? I heard you and Soup talking about it earlier. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what we've been talking about mostly. This is good to know. Major wasn't happy with the type of work he was currently doing with his uncle. But having a felony didn't make way for many other options. And as a condition of his parole, keeping a job was mandatory. I never understood why he didn't work for his father in the first place. He always tried to paint this picture that they were at odds and his father didn't like him. I didn't necessarily believe that. I could make an educated guess that it had everything to do with Major and his fucked up attitude. The way Major used to carry on, I admit, it caused me to develop disdain for his father at first. And I didn't even know the man like that. All I knew was, I didn't care for him based off the things Major said. But then, when I came to realize that Briggs was Major's father, it was hard for me to believe the man I knew to be Broderick was just that horrible of a father. I couldn't see it. After careful observation and just listening to Major talk about his father, I finally concluded that it was envy. Major envied his father, and everything that he hated on Briggs for was everything he wished himself to be. Let me also be clear. I didn't just stay away from Major's family because of the complicated situation between me and Briggs. But I refused to go around his messy-ass mama's family and I wasn't sure if his father's side was the same. Wait, that shouldn't be a but. He kind of forced his mama on me though. And knowing Supreme was unavoidable because he would have him meet up at the apartment to do business. But that was it. I didn't want to go around a bunch of people that were going to condone his behavior while smiling in my face and then turn around and smile in another girl's face. Of course, Major denied things like that occurred, but there was an instant where one of his hey yous from Facebook being close with his aunt and cousins. He took me and the kids around him on somebody's birthday earlier this year, and the aunt kept asking about the hey you girl right in front of me. Plus, everybody was looking me up and down like I stank, so no, I was good. But speaking of bricks, were you ever going to tell me you stumbled upon this place because of your daddy? I asked. He shrugged. I mean... I guess eventually, but why would it matter? Because it's your daddy. There's an advantage, or at least a person would think it would be since the landlord's your daddy. Like if we need to pay late, he would... There you go, he scowled. Ain't that why we ended up in this situation now? Don't even start trying to get no ideas, Tia. I snickered. <laughs> First of all, I'm just saying, surely your daddy wouldn't put us out though. Alright? Try his ass if you want. That fuck nigga already don't like me. He won't hesitate to throw us out. Be all about his bread. That's all that nigga care about. Period. 
He turned his attention to his phone. I guess. I glanced back at my phone to see that Cookie had responded to my text. Good night, love. I'll talk to you in the AM and hopefully get to see you too. A, Major started. He placed his phone facing down, brows furrowed, and stared at me intently. I got a question. Yeah. What was that funny shit earlier? What funny shit? I had no idea what he was talking about. You know, when y'all came downstairs and saw my daddy standing there. We were definitely giving off awkward energy. I could sense the Major had picked up on it too. Truth was, seeing Brick standing there all fine and shit threw me off. A part of me wanted to run. I felt naked and like all my business was on display for everybody to know. My heart was thumping in my chest, stomach, vagina, ass, back of my knees, shit, even my damn toes. Perhaps if Major wasn't a little insecure boy, I could share with him how fine I thought his daddy was without the guilt. But Major wouldn't have been able to hear that without thinking I wanted bricks. Which, he would be right, but you know what I mean. It was nothing, I said. Nah, it was something. Like your pussy got wet or something. I had to laugh. Not because it was downright absurd, but because that shit was true. What's funny? Major wore a serious gaze. That you would even say that. Tia, I know your dick watching ass. And you think a nigga's stupid, but I'm far from it, ma. You want to make it seem like everything about you is so goddamn innocent. Well, let me find out you lusting over my daddy. I could feel the smile on my face fading. Major, just shut up at this point. Shit true, ain't it? Whatever. I grabbed my phone and started scrolling through Facebook. I wasn't even about to entertain his nonsense. What nonsense? The nigga's actually right. Like, let's congratulate the nigga for being right for once. Like, he's right there on point. You're not an angel in this situation. Like, everybody in this family is shitty. He stood up and walked upon me. Let me catch you staring at him or any other nigga like that again. I swear to God on my mama, man. Play with me if you want to. I looked up at him, showing no fear, but I could feel the anxiety building up. I know you better back up off me. Now, him being right about the situation doesn't give him no leeway or no credence to be aggressive, violent, or anything like that towards her. Especially when he cheating too. Like, there's no reason to ever put your hands on a woman. And somebody told me, what if they hit you first? One of y'all gonna go to jail if you hit back. Only one. I've seen a lot of cop episodes. Only one of y'all going to jail. And the other one's gonna be living in your house talking about how you tried to hit her back. Just walk away. Walk away. Cool down. Walk away. Go for a walk. Walk away. Go to the gym. Walk away. Go to a restaurant. Walk away. Read a book. Walk away. Play some video games. Walk away. Go see a movie. Walk away. Nobody ever wants to walk away. You heard what the fuck I said. I waved him off and looked back down at my phone. The next thing I knew, he had snatched it out of my hand and was holding it out of my reach. I leaped up to try and get it back, but he ended up knocking me backwards onto the bed. Major, stop playing and give me my phone back. Nah, because you ain't finna keep treating me like I'm some bitch, Tia. Sick of your dumbass shit. And I'm so sick of your shit, Major, I shouted back. Now we even, nigga. What you mean we even? See, I knew I couldn't trust your bitch ass. I felt myself grimace. Major, what the hell are you talking about? You always making up shit in your head. Do one of your whores want you home with them this weekend or something? Is that what this is? 
You want to get all rah-rah with me and start some shit so you can have a valid reason to walk out? I don't need a valid reason to do whatever the fuck I want to do. Well, go then. Leave. I ain't finna keep crying over your ass trying to convince you to do something that's not in your heart to do. I felt my face begin to flush and the rims of my eyelids burn. I was not gonna cry. No, I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna shed no tears. Say it with me. I was your lover and your secretary. Don't try to flip this shit on me, he spat. You always want to start painting me as a motherfucking bad guy whenever it's time to talk about what type of shit you really be on. That's because I'm not on any shit, stupid. He slung my phone to the bed. Man, fuck this shit. You want to get all defensive just because I asked you a question. What the what? This man was delusional. Not once did I get defensive, but what you ain't going to do, Major, is try and intimidate me with your physical dominance. I'll be damned if I ever cower from another nigga that's supposed to love and protect me. I tried to speak boldly, but my voice trembled as I fought back tears. I grabbed my phone and tried to push past him, but he grabbed my arm trying to pull me close. I resisted, but he tugged harder. I gave in and let him embrace me. His voice softened. My bad, man. I'm sorry, baby. I didn't mean to make you feel threatened. Fuck niggas. Like, seriously. I remained quiet with a scowl on my face. Anger, I had to wipe it falling tears. He knew any show of physical dominance was triggering for me. I was in a physical abusive relationship with Taj's father. It was an experience I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. It left me demoralized in a sunken place it took some time to climb out of. I still wasn't where I needed to be, but I was so much better than where I was. I shared my horrendous experience with Major, hoping that he would love and handle me delicately. He always said he would and that he was different from other niggas, but he turned out to be just like him. He thought because he wasn't physically abusive that he couldn't be compared to other degenerate men. No matter how many different ways I tried to explain to him that he was wrong, he just didn't get it. Didn't get it or didn't want to get it. There's two different levels to that. What was keeping me here, though? Why was I still tolerating him? I knew what it felt like to be handled with care. I knew what it felt like to be protected. I even knew what it felt like to be provided for, and it felt damn good even if it was short-lived. I had been in such a fragile place that I hadn't been able to recognize it for what it was, and I walked away from it. God, I regretted that so much. And wish I was in a place where we, me and Bricks, could pick up where we left off. But we couldn't, and I hated the circumstances. And like I told Shanta and Shiva, it would only complicate matters. I think it was time I focused just on me and my kids for a change. But what if Major began working for his daddy and he started feeling good about himself? He could then be the man we need him to be. Do I give up on him like that, or should I see how things pan out? I pushed back to look up at him. I was going to tell him I accepted his apology, but a stray hair on his white t-shirt caught my eye. Really? You went and saw one of your girlfriends, didn't you? I sarcastically asked, squirming out of his hold. What? His acting could be so superb. That hair ain't straight, nor is it black, I told him as I headed to the bathroom. Shit, ain't no telling where that motherfucker came from. It could have came from that truck or hell. I was at my daddy's house. You saw his girl. It might have come from that hoe's wig or one of her daughters. Yeah, I said impassively as I pushed up the bathroom door. What was I doing? Where was this going? What did I need to prove by standing in this relationship that was going nowhere? I wasn't happy. Major was a habitual cheater and liar. 
a chronic complainer, entitled and self-centered. He rarely did anything to warrant such subservience and devotion that he proclaimed he deserved simply because he was a black man, a.k.a. a king. He told me once that I was unappreciative of a man of his caliber and that other women with more than me with professional jobs and big fine houses would love to be in my place and would treat him like a king. They would appreciate that he came home to them and wouldn't complain not once about what he didn't bring to the table while catering to his every need. Our ideologies of what was expected of a man and a woman in a relationship didn't align. I guess that was why we were always arguing because I called out his bullshit. So, I asked myself again, if I could see the bullshit for what it was, why was I still trying to make it work by tolerating said bullshit? After handling my business in the bathroom, I returned to the bed while ignoring him. So, I guess you got an attitude now. I shook my head without care. Nope, not at all. I could feel him staring at me. Eventually, he asked, Hey, what kind of bread you got on you? I stared at him flabbergasted. I thought I was ready to move on in that moment. In a calm and amicable tone, I said, Major, I think I'm done. He frowned up. Done with what? This. I gestured between me and him. I don't want to do this anymore. He scoffed with a wry chuckle. Fuck you mean you done? You gonna try and say that after a nigga done moved your monkey ass into this townhouse? Fuck what you talking about, little mama. I sighed with defeat. I knew he wasn't going to accept it when it went into the atmosphere from my lips. He never did. He went on to ask me, So what you trying to do or see, Tia? You trying to say you don't want me here? You used me to get the place and now you trying to say a motherfucker can't be here? That's fucked up and you ain't shit for that. It's not about the play. Aw, oh, you must got some nigga in the cut for real. Is that what this shit is? I remained quiet. What the fuck you get quiet for? Go on and speak your piece, ma. You done stressed me out about finding a fucking place and now you want to say you're done. I hope that nigga you fucking hope your dumb ass out and help you find somewhere else to go to then. I ain't fucking nobody, Major. I countered angrily. Then what the fuck is all this about? He spat with rage. I waved him off dismissively. Nothing. He did a lot of grousing under his breath for several minutes before he addressed me again. Just know this. I ain't going no motherfucking where. You'll have to go before I do. This is my daddy shit. Fuck you think it is. And there you have it. But if you wanted to keep it a buck fifty, Bricks will let me stay here before he'll let Major, and he knew that. I responded, Okay, Major. You don't have to go anywhere, but in the meantime, we both need to figure out what it is we want, because this ain't it. I'm cool. It's you that need to figure shit out, he said. Don't know what your motherfucking problem is, but you need to fix that shit. Pronto. I rolled my eyes and lay back in bed. I hope he knew I had no intention on having sex with him or anything like that while I was working through my decisions. Hell, the nigga's dick didn't even want to work half the time anyway unless he got hold of some stimulating sex pills that actually worked. To compensate for that, he ate a lot of pussy, which I didn't mind, because when his dick did work, it still took him forever to come. But I wasn't trying to compromise my pH balance fucking with him after I just got my shit back to normal anyway. I realized what I thought I wanted with Major had been based on an illusion to begin with. A false Major he had presented to me at the beginning. I was seeing him for what he truly was and it wasn't much. I deserve better. Chapter 11 Tia 
I parked my little silver Malibu along the east end of Emerald Lake Park. I looked around for any signs of bricks before I exited the car. Didn't know why I thought I could tell if he was already there or not, because I didn't know what he'd be driving in exactly. How the night ended between me and Major had a lot to do with my decision to meet with Bricks. It was time I filled my days with doing me too, even if it was with his daddy. God damn it, I wasn't shit. Major and I didn't continue to argue. We just gave one another some space. Or at least that's how I saw it. He pretty much had an attitude and mumbled words I couldn't make out under his breath. Then he had the nerve to get upset because I wasn't trying to touch him after he had voluntarily given me some head. I guess he thought that was going to make me act right and reciprocate. Well, it didn't, and I didn't. He kept releasing overly exaggerated breaths of frustration. <laughs> I mean, look, so, not going to go into too much detail, but if I recall correctly, the womanizer is a suction thing that provides, like, gusts of air onto your clit, right? So... Him doing that exaggerated breath of air over and over again ain't doing nothing but pushing her to the limit. Also, get a womanizer. Um, and disappear for an hour along in the bathroom in the middle of the night. I was sure he was masturbating. First of all, I was still stuck on that bullshit he told me the week before about charging women as if his actions were justified. Did he really think what he disclosed to me would make me eager to be intimate with him? If I was already struggling with how I regarded him, the shit he told me a week before destroyed any reverence I may have had left for him. Fuck Major. I was about to get out when my phone started buzzing in my hand. I rolled my eyes all the way in my head when I saw who it was. What? I answered. What? Man, what's wrong with you? You killing me with this attitude and shit. His voice was still croaky, so I knew he had just awakened and realized I was gone. Are you about to leave? I asked. In a little bit. Where are you at anyway? I'm out, was all I said. Mm-hmm, he mumbled with suspicion. I sighed in frustration. What do you want, Major? Why ain't telling me you were leaving? You were asleep. You still could have let me know. Where'd you put my clippers and shit? Have you used any common sense and bothered to look for him yourself? Silence. I probed. Hello? So, you being funny? No, that was a legitimate question. I had to refrain from laughing. Silence again. Hello? No response. Did this nigga hang up? I pulled my phone back and yep, he had hung up. Good. I didn't want to deal with him right now anyway. Following Bricks' instructions, I had to partially walk the small trail that encircled a man-made pond. Seeing the ducks, I realized I missed doing things like this. I used to be an outdoors type, but over the years, I seem to have lost my passion for certain things. Nowadays, I spent more time inside the house hiding away from the world. What has happened to me? On the other side of the pond, which I made my way to by crossing over a charming wooden bridge, was a picnic area. It was a picturesque conflation of scenes from a movie. From the greenery, the walking paths, stray ducks, people with their own kids and animals, the whites throwing frisbees, people in their own world being weird, working out, to those simply looking for inspiration. There were even a couple of food stands. And yes, there weren't that many people to look like me here because Emerald Lake Park was in the Paradise, a more affluent area of Jewel City. 
It didn't take long for me to reach the area where he said to meet him. I looked around and, why did this man have a whole picnic spread laid out for us? I mean, the blue and white plaid picnic blanket, the wicker picnic basket, a quaint miniature wooden table that held two wine glasses and a bottle of wine on ice, and there were more things that I couldn't make out yet. I was positive he didn't set this whole thing up himself. He couldn't have. My irrepressible smile seemed to get bigger the closer it got. It was perfect. All situated right under a nice shady tree. He stood up to greet me, but I couldn't take my eyes off the spread before me. My heart beamed with elation. A charcuterie ensemble sat smack dab in the middle. Or, you know, a charcuterie. A charcuterie ensemble sat smack dab in the middle. It was surrounded by other dishes under see-through food tents that I couldn't wait to try. And I was even delighted to see that he really put some thought into all this and had a few different fly repellent devices situated around the area. I mean, it would be a shame to have such a lovely setup and every fly in the park would want to show up and crash our shit. Are you serious? I asked in disbelief. I couldn't stop smiling. I finally looked at him to see he wore an affectionate gaze. Come here, he ordered, extending both his hands. I placed my hands in his discreetly, playing off the shiver that shot through my body. He pulled me in his arms, warmly hugging me. I swear I melted every single time. And as usual, he smells so fucking good. He released me, tugged me by the hand. Sit down, love. I sat close to the charcuterie board because a bitch like me loved to eat. You looking sexy as hell, but I'm sure you know that, he said as his eyes surveyed my body. Knowing we were meeting at the park, I decided to wear a simple blue t-shirt dress with multicolored flat thong sandals. I did nothing special to my hair, but made sure my lips were glossed up. I gave him a flirty smile. You as well. You didn't have a problem finding me? No, your directions were easy to follow. My eyes went back to the whole picnic spread. I was in complete awe. He began opening things and moving stuff around. You want some wine? I got Riesling. Isn't that what you used to like? Since my smile had never disappeared from my face, I think it spread further. Yes. He gave me a quick cocky wink as he began removing the cork from the wine bottle. I asked, what exactly are you trying to accomplish? What? You heard me. What is all this? All this, he echoed. Yeah, why are you doing all of this for me? What? You don't think you deserve it? I didn't answer. Of course I know I deserved it, but I hadn't experienced this kind of treatment in a while. But let Major tell it, he was a hopeless romantic. The most romance I had experienced with him was a last-minute, last-thought gift this past Valentine's Day where he tossed me a small gift bag and said, Here. See, that's exactly why I'm doing this, he said. I mocked him and rolled my eyes. You got serious issues, he said. I know you feel like life ain't treated you fairly because you chose ain't shit niggas. But it's gonna be alright, love. You ain't gotta take it out on the good ones. Good ones, I retorted. You call yourself one of the good ones when you got a whole woman at home, but you're here trying to impress me. From the way Bricks laughed me off, I could tell I was rubbing him wrong. Overlooking my antics, he shook his head while lifting the protective cover off the charcuterie board. You know my mama did this for me? She good, ain't she? Aw, how cute. She included the little jar of honey with a honeycomb stick. His mother did an excellent job because it looked like a professional arrangement. 
This nigga wiped some spread on one of the crackers, leaned over, and put it to my lips. Here, he offered. I cut my eyes at him while inhaling the roasted aroma of the spread and cracker combination. Was sun-dried tomatoes and basil assaulting my nostrils like that? Damn, your eyes sexy as fuck, he whispered. I opened my mouth and allowed him to feed me. We kept our eyes locked on one another in an intense stare. I could see a lust was brewing in his, and I'm sure mine shunned the same. My heart thumped in all my lady parts, and I felt ashamed. He picked up my cup of wine and brought it to my lips, and I sipped. Once I had enough, he returned it to the table. Leaning back, he asked, Now, what were you saying? Oh, yeah. I ain't trying to win you over. I have won you over. Haven't I? Go on and admit it, love. I shook my head, hating that he was winning, too. I plucked up one of the roses made from folded deli meat to eat on. That's what I thought, he smirked with assurance. Whatever, I murmured through the savory bites of cracked black pepper turkey. He then grabbed my lower legs. What are you doing? I was hesitant. Just relax and give me your feet. I, I, I opposed. He placed my feet in his lap anyway and proceeded to snatch off my sandals. I wiggled my neon orange painted toes once he freed them. He began massaging my feet ever so gently. I've always loved your feet. I didn't even know how to react to his actions. I leaned back, hands planted firmly on the ground and arms extended behind me. I smiled. That feels damn good. He gave me a naughty, raised brow look. I could make other parts of your body feel good too. Just the thought of what he was implying made my center jump and my nipples ache. His hands started caressing my calves now. To avoid giving a response, I sat forward and stuffed my face with some grapes. That's not going to get you out of talking, he chuckled, causing me to be tickled. He asked, when will I get the chance to do that again, though? I shook my head while trying to chew those damn grapes. He eyed my mouth. I want to taste those lips. I blushed and looked away. Then one of his hands quickly left my calves and found its way under my dress to slightly brush the outside of my panties. It sent a jolt to my body, causing me to jump. I want to taste those lips, too. Let's make it happen. Pricks! I was shocked. Flustered, I hissed, We are at the park with all these people around. You can't be doing that kind of shit. Oh, so it'll be okay if we're somewhere private? I ain't saying that. Maybe. Yes. I pulled my legs from his grip and tucked them under me. Just stop for now. He looked genuinely confused. What's the problem? I gave it some thought before answering. You know, our situations. I know our situations, he mocked me. I shot him a look. Why you gotta throw that shit up? His eyes were furrowed and he looked at me intently. I countered. Why are you trying to act like it doesn't exist? But I'm saying, it ain't got to. Get rid of his ass and I'll get rid of her. I shook my head. Like it's that easy? But ain't you tired of this shit? Of course I was tired of what Major brought to my life. What does he do for you? He asked. I'm talking about every aspect of you. What does he do for your mental stability, your soul, even your physical form? Does he add any value to your life? Does he make things easier or is having him around making them harder? Are you able to feed off his energy or is it draining? 
I felt myself shrinking with dejection under his probing. He cheating shit all the time, don't he? Keep my eyes averted so he couldn't see the hurt, I nodded. Briss continued, Tia, love, lay all his bullshit behavior out for examination, not just the other bitches. I know y'all women always want to focus on that, and that's how you measure the nigga's worthiness, but there's so much more to look at. Like, he's supposed to be your boyfriend, but how much is he providing for you and the kids? There's no way y'all shit him enough for eviction. I interrupted him. It was my fault. I chose not to pay the rent because of Taj's birthday. So? He exclaimed. If he was there doing the shit he was supposed to be doing, your rent and Taj's birthday could have been taken care of. And I bet he never stopped buying shoes and shit for himself, though, did he? I know he didn't, because that's the type of nigga he is. Why do you look so worn out and tired? I can tell you're not a happy woman, and it's a shame because you're a beautiful lady, and there's some good men out there who will love to have you on their arm. Shit, I'm one of them. No, I'm not happy, but it isn't all his fault. I made some dumb decisions along the way, I explained. But that doesn't mean I want to introduce more complicated shit in the mix. I'm really not trying to get with anyone after him. I think I just need some time to be by myself. I can respect that. I'll by myself for a while before I decide to be with Charmaine. And then she turned out to be the love of your life, I teased, my words laced with bitterness. I added, by the way, I think I know her from somewhere else, but I can't pinpoint where. Like I seen her face somewhere outside of you. He said, ain't no telling with her. But to correct you, she's far from being the love of my life. My lips twisted up with skepticism. Seeing the look on my face, he said, for real, Tia, you know, after your ass, I couldn't really get into anybody like that. Charmaine was familiar, and just somebody to fill that void. I twisted my lips up harder. Stop it, Broderick. I'm dead serious, he chuckled. His eyes lowered, and he took on a distant tone. For real, though, you rejecting a nigga sort of fucked with me. Besides, like I said, I don't think I ever stopped being in love with the idea of you. The idea of us. What could have been? And then you chose him. Shit, that killed the nigga. I was devastated, and it stayed with me. A menacing look took over his face. And then when I realized who the fuck nigga was, man, wasn't that some shit? Small world is an understatement. I know, I said, slightly devastated. Mockingly, he said, and it became obvious you chose wrong. Annoyed, I cut my eyes at him. Whatever. Why don't you eat and drink? Take your mind off this shit, he playfully said. So, you're going to respect what I said about being by myself? Or are you going to try your best to change my mind? How you know? He gave me a sly wink. You got me all figured out. What if I don't want nothing to come of this? What if I do? We can't. We most definitely can. What about Major? What about Charmaine? What about them? I sighed. He's not going to let us be happy. I know he's not. Let? He was offended. Ain't no nigga letting me do shit. If it's us, then that's what it is. And don't worry about him. It's my job to protect you and make sure you feel secure in whatever situation. The shit he obviously ain't doing. But he ain't finna be stupid, love. I know he not. So you say. I just couldn't see it. Major was going to show his entire ass if I left him for bricks. I sighed. The ugliness of it all. Major's your son. How would everything look? 
Look, I ain't saying let's be together and make an announcement to the world. We can do this at our own pace, and when the time is right, it'll be right. And as far as they ask, they'll get over it. I shook my head. That's cold. Ain't it, though? I smirked, eyeing him out the corner of my eyes. You just don't care, huh? He gave an uncaring shrug. It's about me and my happiness. Fuck everybody else. Like father, like son, I mumbled. What? Nothing. We fell into silence, thrusted into our own thoughts. As much as I wanted to resist what was happening, I had to admit, I was enjoying the thrill of it all. And since I hadn't been letting Major touch me lately, there was no denying my desire to be with Bricks again. I could use some daddy dick. But I was afraid of what that shit would do to me. I already knew Bricks wasn't coming with some basic ass sex. That nigga was going to try and put a spell on me and make me forget who the hell Major was. And where I was with everything, I wanted to forget who the hell Major was. However, I would pace myself and handle this situation with caution. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. Lee Review on Spotify. Leave a review on Podchaser, copy and paste that in the Apple Podcast, copy and paste that in the Good Pods. Uh, you could donate to the show on Patreon.com slash Single Simulcast or on BuyMeACoffee.com slash SSCast or on the Good Pods app there is a tip jar. All money goes towards buying books for this show and movies for hindsight and then um, television shows for the RTO Podcast Network. Thank you so much for listening. I greatly do appreciate it. Y'all be good. I'm going to holler at you later. Peace. The intro and outro to Ratchet Book Club is by that kid Garan, and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know my dad, and you slip.